Uh, and welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast. It's Thursday, December the 14th. Um, I must confess, I have literally flown back from the States overnight, just walked into the office, and here I am recording it with Phil. Phil, how are you? Very well, thank you, Andrew. Nice to have you back. Um, yeah, we're actually we're both in the office. We're sitting in different rooms, but partially because I want to be able to use my screen as we uh, talk through certain things today, because we are. this is the last one we're going to do um, this year. Um, so we're going to talk about a few few tips for 2024 and how we obviously did last year as well. Um, but just quickly, I, I, I've been on the state. It's, um, it was actually corporate business, uh, so I'm not going to say where I was going or who I was with. Um, but it's, it was interesting because there's still such an upbeat mood there and there's just still so much money there. But on a small uh, – it, it is related to tech, actually. But I've got to say, um, Phil, I was very lucky. I was um, – all of us now having to fly premium economy because business class is so damn expensive. But I was upgraded by British Airways on the way back. Uh, and the reason I was upgraded is, is this is not tech, but it's just quite a simple reason, is that people are stopping, stopping to buy business because it's so expensive. And they're all buying seats at the back of the plane. So the back of the plane now fills up. Business class isn't filled up. They oversell the back of the plane. So they have to start pushing people up from premium economy to business, which is great news. But it tells you that that's the way the, the mood music is going from the front of the plane to the back of the plane. And unfortunately, airlines make all their money in the front, not in the back. So that's actually a, a sign of a weakening yield for British Airways or parent company IAG Group. But again, the tech part of it all is, you know, whenever I fly around the States, and I've flown around the States a lot this year, it is extraordinary how good the tech is with US airlines now. I mean, you, you book a ticket, and you can actually change your flight at no cost. It's it's really easy. When you when you get to the gate, you can see they let you know and they give you apps that tell you if you're going to be able to upgrade or whether you're on standby and you'll get on a flight. Um, they tell you where your baggage is going to go. They tell you if the baggage is on the plane. The technology now when you're flying with American Airlines it is extraordinarily good. And in my view, and this is a real back of the envelope number, I think IAG Group needs to invest at least two billion pounds in its IT. Uh, now, if you do that over the next ten years, that's two hundred million pounds every year that would come off their bottom line. Which is why they don't do it, of course, because they're trying to squeeze the pips to increase the profits as much as possible. But eventually, you have to you have to invest, um, and that's what they need. Anyway, that's um, my little trip to the states, and that's. All I'm going to say to start things off, I think. So, Phil, let's do uh, a little bit of news you've got, and then we're going to talk about what stocks we like, like yeah, well, last year, and what stocks we're going to like this year. Yes. Yeah. Why, why don't we do that, Andrew? I mean, I, I guess the big thing for us in the transitional energy side of things is the COP28 um, summit that's been been going on. Um, you know, it's an annual climate summit based in Dubai. I think you know, there's almost 130 companies covered. But there's a really interesting article in Recharge publication on this, um, summarising some of the findings. Um, one of the findings is that they will need to, uh, as well as travel renewable capacity, uh, by the end of the decade, which is quite, you know, quite an incredible ambition. Um, and in terms of what this, this requires, it was the scale of finances that require it. Wood, Wood McKenzie are estimating, you know, spend of $2.7 trillion annually. And the, you know, the US IRA is, is $360 billion in, 
you know, just by comparison. So money's a huge challenge to that. Permitting is another one, and this is something that we've been talked about on this podcast, things like grid connections. Um, and Amazon's uh, European energy team recently reported that you know, there's 80 gigawatts of wind energy projects stuck in permitting bottlenecks in the EU, um, and also investment in the grids that's required. And the IEA, the International Energy Authority, uh, they recently found that um, globally $600 billion needs to go into grid spend. Um, and another key requirement here is innovation and new technologies in things such as energy storage technologies. So there we go. So that was from the clock. Very interesting. Yeah, you love all this sort of stuff. Phil. Anyway, uh, what what big news items have you got this week? Just get, let's get the big ones and then we'll get on to the, the stocks we fancied last year and fancied this year. Well, that was, certainly that was that was big news for transitional energy. Uh, the other big news for tech, of course, is is, is the U.S. U.S. interest rates, U.S. economy. Um, I, I was just looking at the performance of the Nasdaq year to date, and it is up fifty percent. Um, absolutely astonishing. The Nasdaq one hundred. So it'll be interesting, you know, going ahead, and if interest rates actually get cut, uh, the impact that that has on on technology shares, particularly tech spend. But what is quite interesting is what you were saying, Andrew, about the airlines um, and about people flying business, uh, or not anymore as much. Um, and that's always down to corporate expenditure, isn't it? And it's it's a quite an indicator of corporate expenditure as well. It's like it's like cutting the soft expenditure where you're not cutting capex, but it's operating costs and things like travel, uh, travel and marketing expense. So that's quite. A t- Quite interesting comment you made there, an observation. Well, also the fact you say Nasdaq was up fifty percent this year, so it doesn't feel like it when you're sitting in the in the London markets. Um, but that's obviously why the mood in the US is so much more upbeat than it is over here in London. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it was just a, just in terms of results, I mean, a little bit thin this week. Um, Gore Street Energy Storage Fund, I noticed, had um, its six-month results to September. Uh, Tiggers GSF, uh, 404 million market cap, 85p share price. Um, they, it does what it says on the tin, it invests in energy storage assets, which it has. Uh, those assets generate electricity uh, and they make, a, you know, they make a revenue and a profit from that. Um, but I was a couple of, kind of eye-catching things here because this share price has taken a hit. Um, you know, probably comment on energy prices around part of part of the, you know, what what's seen the, the share price hit, but the, com- the company's come back. Uh, they reported um, a NAV for September of uh, 543 million pounds, 113 p per share, versus a share price of 85 p. So it's a 24 percent discount. Um, and they said that during the uh, during the reporting period, the six month period. Uh, that the NAV had decreased by just 2% to that 113p, um, but it pointed, however, that the, you know because of inflation, discount rates increases, that would impact with that decrease in NAV, um, and that revenue generated in the period is £19 million, and there's an EBITDA of that, quite a slight uh, margin to make of £12.2 million. So I thought the sort of improving set of, uh, set of results there, and something that sat on quite a discount. I'm glad the news is thin. Let me get on to the exciting stuff. So, yeah, okay, that's that one. Anything else you want to talk about? No, come on. Just all right, let's get on to the exciting bit. Now, first of all, Phil, let's talk, let's talk about last year, or this year, that we're actually still in it, aren't we? Now, I think, 
I think you tipped Central, Nick, didn't you? Yes, I did. So how did that do? Not so well, Andrew. I think as you're going to point out, I mean, God, talk about timing on this. If you look at that share price chart in the days around um, while I was researching about what to tip, and it had a bit of a run up, which put it in a bit of a difficult spot. So um, we did it 136p, and it's now 123.4p, which puts it down by 9%. It's on aim. Um, and uh, I guess sadly it did outperform the AIM all share, which is down 12% for the year, but it's not up for investors. Well, hey, look, it wasn't a disaster. No. So, anyway, I think I tipped um, Equip, mate, didn't I? Yes, you did, Andrew. Very well done, you. So, I think I've done all right. I think I've won that game this year. <laughs> I think you did. I think Equip makes up my about 43%. Like so, um, okay, so that was actually quite a good tip. I mean, it's quite interesting. I mean, just on a quick make, um, it, it's worth um, maybe just having a summary because that sort of won it. Obviously, what they do is actually quite a specialist skill, which is, I mean, a lot of people think they, they make EV motors and inverters and, and it's a bit of a product company, but actually it's a lot more than that. The skill set that they have really is how they system integrate it all and all the bits and pieces that go around to make them all work together. So they actually do have a capability that pretty much no one else in the world sort of has, which is why it's so interesting. There's lots of people who will make an electric motor. There's lots of people who can make an inverter. There's basically very few other people who know how to actually put it all together. And what I've sort of been trying to work out is that you know, Tesla came along and completely revolutionized the, the auto industry because it basically created a completely new product. It didn't say, look, here's a, a Volkswagen Golf and we're just going to replace the internal combustion engine with an, an, an EV motor and some batteries and off we go. No, it started completely afresh and thought completely outside the box. The problem that so many of the major, major sort of, and it's not just the, the automakers, it's the truck makers, it's the you know what, I've just been flying. I saw the de-icing machines and things like that. Um, and all of these these things, and fire trucks and buses. You know, if you, you've got to sort of think outside the box rather than just thinking, take out the internal combustion engine and put in an EV motor. Now, Equipmate do at the moment do a lot of retrofit business for buses. And I think the market there is absolutely huge. Um, and again... So I think as a business, that's very exciting. But if you, what they're really doing is they're priming the market and doing business so that people can see that actually, when you come along and you want to do something new, actually they can become a tier one OEM provider. So that's what you're seeing with what they're doing with Caterpillar. So look, a lot of people have said to me, you know, Andrew, you know, you've done very well with Equip, mate. Clearly it's, it's a stock that people like, perform well. But again, people, quite a lot of people have said to me, you know, it's it's... Isn't the market cap quite high? You know, it's nearly a hundred million market cap, and you know, still pre-profit. Actually, if you think going forward, you know, it took Tesla a wee while before they started making profits. You've got a very similar thing here. And Ian Foley, the CEO, I mean, he's an ex. He actually, in, in the early days, he worked for Lotus in Formula One and did all that sort of stuff. He's got that Formula One mentality, but taking it to the mainstream. He has built and sold a business before. So actually, I continue to like Equipment. Sorry, that was a bit of a long lecture on equipment, wasn't it? Well, 
No, but it's a very it's a very valid one, Andrew, in terms of the value of their technology. I mean, I, I cook quite a lot of hours and I've done research on it, but what I would say in terms of that valuation of £100 million, if you are trying to develop this type of technology uh, from scratch, and of course there's lots of companies around the world looking to you know, get into electrification some way, shape or form, but might not be in it now, then it's a very, very expensive and a very, very long process, and ultimately you're you're creating technology that's got to meet automotive requirements in terms of reliability and safety, and that is very, very expensive. That's why companies like this have the values that they have. Okay, now Phil, make sure you're sitting close to the microphone because you went very faint there. Oh, right. Is there is there anything else that you would like to add to stocks we talked about in general during 2023? You just want to say, you know, we mentioned this, we mentioned that, and look how good they were. Um, there were a couple. One, IQGO, we mentioned quite a bit, and that's performed very, very well through the year. Uh, and that's uh, geolocation software for infrastructure in the grounds. Um, and the other one that's done extremely well is Cooth, which was the mental health app software. We pointed out obviously the you know the growing issues with mental health, the burden, you know the almost the National Health Services are managing it. Cooth Cooth helps mental health patients, uh, and that did and that's done extraordinarily well as well. So we're very pleased with that. I think Cooth is very interesting. I must admit, I have sort of got that definitely on my uh, my watch list. Okay, so who's going to go first for uh, tips for 2024? Now, bear in mind with tips, you know, they're a bit crazy. Just because you start a new year doesn't mean to say it's a good time to buy a stock. And likewise, you know, there's no, if you give it a tip, you might as well make it pretty high risk. So do be aware. We're giving pretty high risk recommendations here. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first, Andrew. They'll finish up, then you clap. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, because I have been thinking about this. Uh, I've been thinking about the last week as I've been jumping on and off airplanes. And I'm actually, three stocks spring to mind. And I'm going to talk through all three, and then I'll tell you which one I'm actually going to have as my stock. I mean, first of all, I have to say Invinity Energy Systems. I think most people know we are corporate to it. We do a lot of work for them. I actually did take place in the last placing last March at 32p slightly underwater now because it's a weak market this morning. But 2024 is the year it's all going to happen. I mean, frankly, with Invinity, it's it's either all going to happen or else we're in a terrible mess. Um, but clearly, we're expecting, first of all, strategic shareholders to come on board. They've been quite open about that. I think it's fair to say that probably with you know the issues in the Middle East, a few things have slipped. Just about everything slipped. Um, but also, of course, it's when Siemens Gamesa, the joint development, launches the new product. So there's going to be phenomenal news flow in 2024. And if it all comes about the way we expect it to, um, clearly the share price could absolutely rocket. Um, so that's on my hit list. Uh, the second one on my hit list is also a, a um, corporate stock of VSA Capital, but it's actually Quadrice, um, which basically... Um, it's an emulsion fuel player, but it's more than that. It, it, it's, it's basically building a position of, of decarbonizing um, fuel. Um, and the demand for this in things like the shipping industry, uh, the boiler industry, and in fact, even the oil industry is huge. And now Quadrise has been one of those stocks. It's always been a little bit, it's going to happen next year. It's going to happen next year. It's still going to happen next year. So um, it's down all the way. It, it's, it's not had an easy time at all, this stock. 
you know, in uh, 2014, it was up at about 50p. Today, it's at 2p. So it's come back a long, long way. Um, it actually has been below a penny this year. So it's also recently it has actually just doubled. Uh, 33 million market cap at this level. Do you know, I've got a feeling that this year could be the year when we say it all happens. And again, it's one of those situations where probably it's either going to happen or not going to happen. If it does happen, the stock's going to go significantly higher. If it doesn't, it could go easier. That's my second one. But then a little bit of a surprise, perhaps, I did mention it the other day. My third one I'm looking at is Ecotec, E-Q-T-E-C, which is a uh, gasification company. Um, now, this one <laughs> really has fallen. Um, I mean, if I look at the chart as I'm sitting here right now, it's showing ourselves at 0 0.0, and I'm counting the, counting the noughts, Phil, 25p, all right? And it was up at 2,000p. I mean, it's completely collapsed. This was, at one stage, it was about a quarter of a billion market cap. It had people like Jeffries following it. It was going to be the biggest thing since sliced potatoes. Uh, today, it has a market cap of 4 million pounds. It's, it's, it's transforming itself from a heavy asset company with gasification, you know, waste gasification plants to an asset light company where it just has the IP. It's got some issues uh, still that uh, the CEO, David Palumbo, has been clearing up uh, in terms of debt and that sort of thing. So a bit more equity is probably going to have to be raised. Um, but you know what? This is another stock. I'm not saying it's going to go back to 250 million market cap from four, but could it go from four to 40? Yeah, it could quite easily. Uh, we, we are not, we used to act for them some time ago. Uh, we don't it today, but I've got to say, I, I have been talking to the company, I've been reading some of the research that's out there. And so that is of a lot of interest to me. So picking the one I'm actually going to put down as my tip for the year, Phil. Yep. Roll of the drums. Uh -huh. Sort of stuff. I'm actually going to go Ecotech. How do you pronounce it? Ecotech. Um, because actually that's the one where I think um, you really could get a massive bang for your buck. I'm not, I haven't bought them personally yet, I'll be absolutely honest with you. So I may be giving the game away too early and if it goes shooting up, I missed the boat, I kick myself. But I think in 2024, they will sort themselves out and we will see quite a resurgence in that one. So there is my tip for 2024. Super, very interesting there, Andrew. I guess, I guess in, in terms of my tips, uh, my three are larger companies, so we're looking at different, giving our listeners a bit of a bit of a choice here from small ones with great big upside to slightly bigger ones, which will, I think, have some upside. I sincerely hope so, Andrew. So uh, just in terms of my three, kicking off, um, Oxford Metrics which uh, we've discussed before on the podcast. Uh, Tigris OMG, uh, it's 122 million market caps. Let's say these are slightly larger companies. Uh, Oxen Metrics have technology. Uh, it's called motion capture technology, video motion capture, and it, it captures you know, specialized cameras to capture movement. Uh, then the movement is digitized, um, and it can be reproduced in various different forms. So the film industry is a big user of this. So if you're trying to replicate figures moving, but many figures in a film, uh, they use motion capture technology. Um, the technology is also used for medical applications, so it's monitoring patients' movements if they've got you know, problems with their limbs or injuries and recovering, uh, and capturing that digitally to, to, to see how that they can improve treatment based on those movements, um, but also in industry applications as well, uh, particularly in mach machine vision 
technologies. So Oxford uh, metrics, their most recent results uh, to the year ending September saw revenues up by just 50% to 44 million, but profits before tax up very strongly from 2.6 to 6.5 And this company has cash. It's previously been very successful in building a division up and it sold it off. Uh, so they closed September with £65 million in cash. Um, so progressing, so performing very, very well. And just looking at the, um, you know, the valuation on this stock as well, is that the Bloomberg forecast, this is analyst forecast for 24 to 25, are for the revenues to increase from 48 million to 53 million, profit for tax to go from 7.8 to 8.5 million, and it has it leaves it trading on a, an EV to net revenue. And bearing in mind the EV is important here because it does have a lot of cash in there, of uh, 1.5 times or 1.4 times. So I think the Oxford metrics uh, in particular looks quite interesting value. Um, so that's in, you know, it's exposed to entertainment, healthcare, and industry. Uh, the second one for me is Porver, which is one I've been looking at recently. This is filtration technology, so it's a good PORV, 280 million market cap, um, and their filtration tech is used for all sorts of applications in aviation, in, in fuel and fluid systems in aviation, in microelectronics, lots of liquid used in manufacturing microelectronics, molten metals and filtering to get higher grades of aluminium and of course for things like water treatment and life sciences. So and also a nice spread of applications for filtration tech and also um, it's international. The revenue is 50% from the US, 21% from Europe and 18% from Asia. Um, for recently supported delivering uh, earnings ahead of market expectations and it has cash of 14 million pounds um, and just in terms of its, uh, you know, its most recent interims, first it's seen very, very strong demand from, uh, particularly from the aerospace industry, but also microelectronics. Uh, laboratory division was, was slower, but of course, you know, a lot of spend went into labs and overstocking during COVID, so some of that's been, that's been coming off. Um, but again, you know, when I look at the company and I look at its valuation, particularly on this one, uh, Paul Vare, and this is Bloomberg estimates, revenue is expected to grow from 175 million to 190 million, EV to net revenue 1.6 to 1.5, P of 18 falling down to 15. Um, so again, you know, that looks an interesting company, uh, range of end markets. Uh, decent profitability and appears to be trading, you know, at a reasonable level with a with potential upside. So that's that's going very very well. So that was my uh, that was my second one, and my final one was uh, Volex, which is uh, V O L X is the ticket for that. Uh, and that's electronics uh, connectors. They're exposed to automotive data center. Uh, medical recently made a large acquisition based in Turkey of connected technologies. Um, you know, good, decent financials, trading on uh, sort of single digit uh, multiples. You know, if I look at their forecast, revenue uh, 900 million going to a billion. Um, but because it's electronics and it's connectors, the margins are, are lower, but they're increasing. So operating margins are around 9%. And that means that the valuation multiples are slightly lower as well. So this is on the EBNR 1.9, 1.8, uh, 11.8 points, 10 times. But, you know, to my mind, um, they're seeing sales, you know, just generally stronger, stronger growth in sales, but again, exposed to a range of, of reasonable growth sectors, electric vehicles, uh, medical 
particularly data centers uh, in terms of industrial tech. So they're in some good areas, they're growing their margins, uh, internationally spread and on, on a reasonable valuation to the metrics. So, there. So those are the three that I... Yeah, they're, they're probably slightly more conservative than mine, aren't they? Oh, they are. No, that's why, well, that's why I think... Which is fine. Nice. Yeah, I have no problem with that, Phil. You're allowed that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's giving a nice... It's a nice sort of selection, isn't it? You've got the, the far higher growth ones, Andrew, where you've got more upside to share price. And these are steadier plays, shall we say, but still in the small cap arena. All right. So do your drum roll. And which is going to be the one you're actually going to pick? Right, dun, 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 dun. I think that I will go... Sorry, that was a pathetic... You can do better than that, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being very... I'm being very modest there. I'm, I'm not, I'm not... Ding, 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 ding. Hey, that's, that's a lot better. I'm going to go for Volex. Volex, all right. So it's Ecotech versus Volex with us to see who can be the winner in 2024. Indeed. Now, if anybody, uh, we'll obviously post this. Uh, this is the last, as I say, but next, next Thursday, we've actually got our, our VSA Christmas drinks. Uh, we just have Christmas drinks, but we won't be recording that day. And then it's uh, right into the Christmas New Year season. So this is the last one. But if anybody um, has got their own tip they'd like us perhaps sort of to, uh, we can't really discuss it. Well, we could discuss it in the new year. So we're happy to do that if anybody wants to send in any in. But also, of course, we can play around on Twitter and get a bit of fun going on that if people want to do that. But yeah, if somebody's got a tip they want us to to, to, to lob in and we'll talk about it, have a look at it, we could maybe do that at the start of next year, um, see how things go. Um, so that's it. Look, I hope all the listeners have enjoyed it all year, uh, even though we do sometimes just have crazy conversations. Uh, have a great Christmas, great New Year, and I think everybody is going to be pleased to see this year over, and everybody is hoping that 2024 will be a significantly better year than this year, and let's, fingers crossed, it will be. All right, so thanks, Phil, and back next year. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.